Welcome to Love, Honor, Obey, a podcast for wives to get rid of your BS. have a fun few moments ahead of us here with Samantha. Uh, Samantha and I have met on Instagram and uh, she's, we've been following each other for a little while now and chatting back and forth and she definitely has the same heart for um, biblical wifey as I do. Samantha lives in Alabama with her husband and three children. She's a foster care mama and a new grandmother. She's been married 20 precious years and they've seen the difference of a BS marriage and a submissive marriage the way God designed it. Let's go to prayer. Lord, what a blessing it is to have Samantha with me today. I'm just so honored, Lord, the way that you bring connections um, into my life, the relationships with other wives that want to be submissive, that want to be a wife by your design. Today, Father, as we talk about generations and we talk about biblical foundations of submission, I pray that your uh, words speak through our lips. Anoint us, Lord, for the listeners that they may hear your heart, that they may hear your desire to know exactly what it can be to be a wife in your design. We love you, Jesus, and we pray this out in your name today. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Sam, thanks for sitting in with me today and sharing with me about what you've learned and the things that you're teaching your, t- your kids too about biblical foundations. I'm super excited to hear about that. So go ahead. I'm going to give you the floor. Hi, thank you so much for having me on today and um, having this conversation. It's been fun kind of thinking of like how I'm going to breach the topic. And so um thinking about what you, you and I were talking about, I was thinking, you know, how, how do I put this in? action because mm-hmm. you know, your home kind of flows like hey, what do I do are the steps that I actually take yeah. to you know teach my children these these biblical foundations and I kind of came up with three bullet points and a disclaimer because <laughs> I think those are important um because not everything's black and white in this in this world and that's um, right but um I really am grateful to be on this podcast and uh, just be speaking with you today it's been it's been fun you seem like just, just absolute joy but um, my one of my my first point would basically be just um, teaching our children a biblical foundation. Um, here in our Western culture, I find that we really lack um, biblical knowledge. The, yeah. the The amount of people that are biblical illiterate in the church, you know, not counting out of the church, in the church is really astounding in a lot of ways. And I think we were talking about before the podcast how people just don't yeah. find excitement in the word. They just so find true. it irrelevant to this day. They find mm-hmm. that I know I've been told that by women. Well, how is this? How do I, you know, use the Bible today? This was an old book, you know, thousands of years ago, and I, and I find that very fascinating that they that they think that way because when I read the Bible, I see something completely different. Yeah. And so trying to teach that, and or trying to encourage you know, other women to like see their Bible differently. You know, I even have women say like, oh, I can't read Revelation. It's so scary. And I'll say, that's the best love story. <laughs> that is God fantastic. again and again, given a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance. It's the, it's the best love story yeah. of any, you know, and anyway, so really the first thing I would say is like, you know what, Deuteronomy 11, 18 and 19, how God tells us to teach our children. We're sitting up, we're standing, we're walking on the walkway. Mm-hmm. Just at every moment, we need to be t- teaching our children biblical foundation and a biblical worldview because the rest of the stuff the world teaches the complete opposite and so if we're not teaching our children 
what scripture says and holding what the world says up against what scripture says, we don't have a chance. We really don't. Mm -hmm. We have only the sword divides. And so we have to have that truth and that knowledge. If we don't, then I mean, to me, I I would be more fearful if I did not teach my children. And, And God also tells us parents to be diligent. Yes. You know, and, and to do our best, he takes care of the rest, but you know, to do our best. That's right. They're truly and, our first ministry. Don't you think? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And and I've, I've talked to so many women that they, they kind of, I'll say, are you in a ministry? And they get kind of down yet. They have four children. And yeah. so I encouraged them right away. I said, Oh, don't get down. I said, you have a ministry every mm-hmm. single day in your life. Absolutely. Or, you know, little ones to pour into, train them up so that when they are gone out of the house, they know to go to this word of God um, for the answers of what am I going to do about, you know, my marriage? What am I going to do about money? What am I going to do when I'm raising my own children? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and I think it's it's one of the harder, the harder things to do to be with your children 24 seven and teaching the biblical foundations all the time, because it, it really points a mirror to yourself. And you, I always say my children are little mirrors because <laughs> they show me, we're like, oh, I really need to work on that. You know, I really need to do <laughs> That's this. Good. That yeah. is, you know, so it, it really teaches us, I think a lot of times even more where we need to strengthen our, you know, areas yeah. where God's pointing to us and like, you know, you need to be more obedient here or, you know, look at yourself here, but definitely without a doubt, um, teaching our children biblical foundations and that is absolutely the hardest but also the best job I've always said raising my children was the hardest thing I've ever loved because it has been a joy Mm -hmm. raising my children but it's not easy it's hard and and women I've been a stay-at-home mom and homeschooled mom for 20 years Mm -hmm. and I've homeschooled for 12 and continued going I have a five-year-old who just started so we're still going (laughs) and I will tell you that um it's hard, but it's so worth it because in the end, you just see God really bloom your children who they're supposed to be. You see oh, the yeah. different, you see areas where they struggle too, but you also see areas where they're really, you can see, wow, God's really done a wonderful thing in this area with my yeah. kids. And I can name several things that they've done, but yes, a biblical foundation is absolutely the first and foremost of what we have to teach our children. And they yeah. may later on go astray or things may happen, but we have to answer for how we bring our children up. And so that's the most important part. That's right. And then um, uh, my second point really is teaching. uh, This is kind of probably where I differ from a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but teaching our children the true history of feminism. Mm. I know people go like, well, what does that have to do, you know, with teaching your children submission? Well, Feminism yeah. has creeped in into our churches and our society to a point that it teaches the complete opposite of scripture. It's, it's literally a demonic ideology. Yes. And the reason why it is, is because um, the Bible tells women to live a certain way and to live a life a certain way, a life that um, when you're, when you're, you know, the definition of be, of submitting is to basically yield to an authority. You are yeah. always going to yield to an authority of some kind or another. If That's you right. have a boss, if you go to work um, and you will have to yield to your boss, That's you'll right. have to say, oh, I have to go into work today. I can't just not stay home. I, I, I you know, I have, you know, play, I have to get paid. I have all these things you have. You're going to always yield to some kind of authority. Yeah. But the Bible tells us to, to yield to, our, you know, our husband's authority. Yeah. And 
hopefully, prayerfully, that our husband's authority is under submission of Christ. So if that's the case, then these things work, you know, as God plans them. But uh, teaching feminism to our children and where it came from and holding scripture with those are biblical foundation to what. And, and, and it's so hard because we have so much propaganda. Feminism is so inundated into our churches, oh, into Lord. our schools. I mean, I am completely against feminism and I will find myself going like, it's kind of a feminism mentality, even today, you know, and I find it pretty fascinating that even, even myself, who I tend to recognize feminism mentality in other people and into certain ideologies, if I read a Christian book, I'm like, ah. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. That has a lot of feminism qualities to it mm. that I just don't agree with, you know, mm-hmm. even with some, even with some biblical teachers that are, mm. that are women and teaching the Bible. Mm. And I saw all, but I catch myself still to this day, finding areas in my life where that kind of stuff has creep, creeped in. And it's really hindered the, our, our really hindered our, our homes. Mm-hmm. It's taken our homes and how God has said, you know, he's the head, our husband, us and our children. And, and we can't submit to our husbands if we're having to submit to a boss or having to submit to um, some other kind of authority in our home. And again, I don't want to be black and white on this because there are some situations and some people where they don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about those because God will come in and then you need to yield to his authority and do what's best for your family there. But I really believe that if we can learn the history and really dissect it from where it came from, hold it up against scripture, I think we would find ourselves being amazed, one, that that it's creeped into everything so much. Two, we can see where the enemy has used it against the nuclear family and how the enemy has used it against, really, I can tell you, it's all aspects of our culture here in the Western culture. Yeah. And we can teach our children and say, listen, this is what the world says. The world says you don't need your husband or you don't need your family or you don't need to do this. You go to work. You you be the boss, babe. You go do these certain things. And, you know, I can't handle my children unless I've had a glass of wine oh, or do these yeah. certain things. Yeah. And media, that is not what scripture says. No, scripture says, you know, to have self-control. Scripture says, so, you know to treat your family first, to, to be a servant to your family, to do these things. And it's really hard to be a servant. It's really hard to have that humble mentality that submission brings because we can say what submission is, but a biblical submission is a little bit different in the sense that it's an example of Christ. Yeah. Us mothers have a, our, our husbands have a huge weight on their shoulders huge and they have, mm-hmm. they're going to have to answer for a lot of the things that we do as wives and children but secondly to her husbands are are us as we are to be an example to our husbands and our children to who christ is yeah so a biblical submission is two equals okay. one choosing to submit under the other one and uh for a divine order with a great purpose mm-hmm. which glorifies god and our with our marriage and our children. And that is the purpose of biblical submission versus Mm -hmm. just a regular submission. And it takes, and and when you are, when you 
have that submissive attitude towards I'm going to listen to my husband doesn't mean that you guys can't have a disagreement or can't discuss things. I'm very grateful that I have a husband. I can say, I'm, are you sure about that? Let's talk about it. And he's wants to hear my opinion wants to hear my thoughts on it comes to me because he, you know, and that's kind of how it's supposed to work, but he's the one that ultimately makes the decision. And if mm-hmm. I disagree that's with right. him, I do go with his decision because he is the leader of our household. Yep. And that takes time. I've had to learn to trust that. It mm-hmm. didn't just happen right away. I've had to learn to trust that submission. But um, submission leads to humility. Mm-hmm. And that is where that serving others come from. If we don't have that humility, we're not going to be able to serve our family. Yeah. And it all stems from having a, a submissive heart, which leads to humility, that helps us to serve our families. Yeah. And serving and when you're, I kind of look at serving and nurturing and caring for our families kind mm-hmm. of in the same way. Mm-hmm. Serving and nurturing is not making them handicapped or they can't function and do things in life, but it really is encouraging them to grow as an individual. You're encouraging yeah. your children to learn to do these things so that they can eventually move out, learn mm-hmm. to do these things so they can take these onto their family and continue to move. But um, I think when we are being an example of Christ to our family like that and mm-hmm. showing that and then teaching, you know, your biblical foundations and then yeah. teaching the history of feminism and how it's creeped in. I think we are, what's the word, really educating our children in a way for them to see these things and to, yeah. and to have maybe a more of an overview look and be like, wait a minute, the Bible says this and my, you know, history teacher or my you know, mm-hmm. um, ethics teacher at, at college is saying this, and they yeah. can really have um, an inner dialogue to say like, that doesn't sound right, because the scripture yeah. says this, or this doesn't sound right. And no matter where they go, they'll have those foundations to, to be able to combat mm-hmm. what the world is telling them and teaching them. And I think when people learn the history of feminism, yeah. they will be shocked. And I, I find that when I sit down with women and talk with them about the history of feminism, where it came from, and they're completely shocked. And they'll say, I did not know that. They did not, no one's taught. I did not hear that in school. I was yeah. not taught that in school. And, I'm, and, I, and I will say, well, of course not, because no, it's you know, just indoctrinated, indoctrinated yeah. into us. They're yeah. trying to mm-hmm. teach you to go be a boss babe and leave your children in daycare. Right. And go, you know, and separate the family. And God doesn't want no. the family separated. He, no. he wants it together. Now, of course, you know, we live in a sinful world with not everything happens in that way. But mm-hmm. that is that is the goal. And 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 when we do that, I have seen families just, I look at them. I'm like, I just think they're just so wonderful. Look at them. They're just being the best they can be. They're not p- perfect. No one's perfect. Right. But they are really, and I, they really are glorifying God with the way that they teach their children and the way that they go about um just to go about their lives doing the best they can as being Christians yeah. in this world. You, and you do see them flourish. You see them flourishing when they're following it in God's order and not the worldly order. Um, yeah, maybe their finances are a little tighter or they don't take a vacation every year or something like that. But the other things that can happen in their life are way blessed, you know, more blessing than ever yeah. can you imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that also true that, you know, feminism teaches us to, it, all these things are so intertwined. The enemy has seeped in and has yeah. brought into stuff. And it's not just one way. It is so, he, he really is so tricky and so. Subtle and crafty. Yeah, very crafty. Oh, he gets yeah. there and uh, feminism comes into consumerism. I mean, it just yeah. goes down yeah. and it infiltrates. I mean, I, 
you know, there are many women who, and, and men have written books on this. Um, one of the books that I just read recently that has just kind of lit my fire more, I've always kind of been against feminism, is uh, Rebecca Merkel. She wrote a book called Eve in Exile. And it has just lit my fire more about, I already knew this stuff, but it's just like, yeah. we need to be teaching our younger generation mm. why this is so important. And another book is Their Angry Creed by Herbert Purdy, who I um, have read years ago, which is what made me really go like, wait a minute it made me reevaluate me as a Christian and how I yeah. submitted to my husband. And then now later on years later, and it changed my worldview on that kind of stuff. And it made me teach my children about feminism. And yeah. I'll say, well, that's a very feminism ideology. Let's, let's look at scripture. What the scriptures say about, you know, that. And, and it made me realize that like, I need to be teaching them, them, them this. They need to know this because they need mm-hmm. to know how to combat it. And then, um, and really what combats that is just teaching scripture against what, you know, they come in and they're like, mm-hmm. so my kids and I have deep discussions. I love deep discussions, talking with them. And we've had lots of discussions and reading Titus two, three through five and explaining like what with my daughter, like what, what is our goal as a woman? It's, it's not to be lazy and stay home. We're to work hard, right. work hard in our home. But um, I guess my third point would be also is they all kind of go together, but to live it out, Mm. you have Mm -hmm. to live it out. Mm -hmm. Um, as parents, Uh, my husband has to live out being obedient to Christ, you know, and I have to live out being obedient to him, but those two really go hand in hand because Mm -hmm. if it's hard as a woman to submit to a a husband who we don't trust, we're still called to do it. You still should do it. It doesn't say, you know, be submit submissive to your husband only when he's doing xyz or only when he's being you know he's walking his best walk he's doing his best life it says period you know there's a period there yeah yes (laughs) and so i'm going to ephesians 5 22 right now ephesians 5 uh let's see wives submit to your own husbands as to the lord period period and i've worked with women before and they said to me as I brought that scripture to them and they'll say, but Carrie, you don't understand. My husband was an alcoholic. Like he has yeah. that baggage with him. And I said, let's read that scripture again. Yeah. <laughs> Wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, period. It's not if they had uh, a past abuse or PTSD or, you know, and any of these but, yeah. but, but, but things that we want to put a comma or a semicolon and, and add in there that wives want to, I, I don't, but, um, you know, in an exception clause, there yeah. is no exception clause. It's pure. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. It even tells us to submit to our husbands so that we could, you know, if they're not believers, lead them to That's the right. Lord. That's right. So the ungodly really, husband. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really important that you marry somebody you're equally yoked with. Yes. That is, that is first and foremost. And that's yes. why it's important because you have to submit to them. You have to, that's, it's, yes. it's an, or it's, it's God telling us to do something to be obedient in. Yeah. And so it is important why we should have that, but that doesn't always happen. We know that that's not always the case. Yeah. So, um, so really just living it out and making sure that my, you know, the, the despite what my husband does, I have to be obedient in that area, but it does help. And I'm very grateful that I do have that. Yeah. And then lastly, um, a, a quick disclaimer is us parents can do all the right things. We can do and say and teach. We can 
teach all the biblical knowledge. We can give them all the history lessons we can give them. We can live it out the best we can and our kids can still go astray. And so this is where I say, I see a lot of parents here go, I did everything I was supposed to do. I did this and it didn't work. Now what? Mm -hmm. And this is where I say, well, you're not doing it for your children. You're doing it because this is what you believe and this is why you're doing it. And you have to trust the Lord. You have to, you don't stop there because your kids didn't follow the, what you believe you have to keep going. You have to keep being obedient, keep Mm -hmm. being submissive to your husband, Mm -hmm. keep showing that way. Pray, pray, pray for your children. Yeah. Be that witness to them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then just trust the Lord, which is not easy to do. That is not an easy. And that's not only with your children, but with your husband too. Trust the Lord and pray for them. That's all you can do. Not every situation is going to come out perfect Mm -hmm. just because you were obedient. And that's not easy. That is probably the hardest thing as a Christian to do. Try to be obedient the best you can. You're not perfect, but try to love the Lord and show his love and grace. But at the same time, you see your children maybe straying or not doing how you have have lived your life. You're trying to show them the right way. And when that happens, I think, we can be really defeated and it's easy to feel that way. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants you to feel that way. Exactly. That's but, my point right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But you have to keep going because this is what you said you believe. This is what if you if you do believe yes. it, you're not you're not living this out because you're trying to teach your kids a certain way. You're living this out because it's what you believe and you gotta keep going. That's right. And we always have to remember that we do have that accountability moment with the Lord when you know the judgment seat and yes. we want to hear from him job well done, good and faithful yeah. servant. So, you know, second uh, Corinthians five, seven, I have it right in front of me here. Walk by faith, not by sight. And that is mm-hmm. such a scripture in everything that we do in life, because in Absolutely. walking by faith, we're trusting in the Lord for him to work, you know, continue that work in their, in our kids that they grasp yeah. the, the, the teachings that we gave to them early on. Yeah. Oh, Sam, this has been wonderful. I thank you so much for your time with me today. I hope we can do it again sometime. I feel like we can tap into several other avenues of submission and raising and everything. Wonderful. All right. Well, God bless you. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Love, Honor, Obey podcast. I'm Carrie, and I'm so grateful for your time. Please tell a friend about us, whether she's single, married, or engaged, that woman who wants the best in her marriage. Be sure to subscribe and follow along. God bless.